I declare tonight that we are more than conquerors through Jesus. Amen? Say, I am. Say, I am. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. We're more than conquerors. Not just conquerors, but beyond. Jesus conquered, and now he's empowered us to conquer and to overcome in every situation. And so, and we're in that place. Amen? We are in that place as overcomers. And I also encourage you, the message we taught for three weeks on pleading the blood of Jesus, really encourage you to continue to hold on to that. And if you didn't hear those messages or you need to hear them again, everybody needs to hear them again. Just go on the website, go to the podcast and listen to them or download them. And they're free of charge. So get those words and, and listen to them. And you need to be pleading the blood, appropriating the blood in your life because what he did is not something we just need to leave hanging over here. What he did for us, we need to be putting it to good use day by day by day. And that's so important that we're pleading the blood of Jesus. Amen? So tonight, <clears throat> we're going to read out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Talked about the seven gifts of the Spirit in Romans uh, 12. And here in 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And um, I, wanna, I want you to, tonight, we're going to take as long as we need to to get through these nine gifts. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I may not even get through the first one that I'm going to go over tonight. So, However many weeks that it takes, we're going to teach along this line because I believe this is really, really important. And we need to understand these. This isn't an exhaustive teaching. It's not, I don't have all the understanding and revelation on it, but I've gleaned a lot of things through a lot of teachers through the years. I've made it a part of myself. I understand this to a certain level, and so I'm sharing it with you tonight and over the next few weeks. And, and uh, I really encourage you to take hold of this and and, and begin to make this a part of your life and apply it. Um, so I want to read, I want to start uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, and we're going to read through verse 14. And, uh, and then we're going to look at the first gift that we're going to talk about tonight. It's not actually the first gift mentioned, but I'm going to talk about the second gift mentioned first, I think after you talk about the first, you talk about the second one, then the first one makes more sense. That's what I think. Verse 1, now concerning spiritual gifts, everybody say spiritual. spiritual. Okay? Not natural gifts, but he said spiritual gifts. Concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. Don't be ignorant in regards to spiritual gifts. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit, everybody say manifestation. manifestation. 
Now, I'm just going to help this thing along a little bit, and I want to I point this out. Verse 1, he says, he says, concerning spiritual gifts. Verse 7, he says, but the manifestation of the Spirit. I believe that the spiritual gift and the manifestation of the Spirit, he's talking about the same thing. Verse 7, he, he identifies that gift is a manifestation of something that is spiritual and not natural. And, and, and I'm saying that, and I'm going to read on here, but I want you to remember that as we get into this tonight. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. It says the Spirit wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but it's many. The body of Jesus Christ is not one member, but it's all of us made up together. So, tonight I want to, I'm going to start out, and we're going to, like I said, we're going to get as far as we can in the next 30, 35 minutes. And we're going to break down each of these verses of Scripture. I want to I look at each of these. And I want to make some, I think, some key points. Not spend a lot of time on these, but, but I'm, I want to go over each of these verses leading up to tonight we're going to talk about the, the, the first gift is the Word, the Word of Wisdom. But we're tonight going to talk about the word of knowledge first. And then, then the next gift that we'll talk about is the word of wisdom. But I, w- I want to go through this and, and talk pretty slowly because it's really important that you get this information and that you hear some of the things that I say. So we're going to start with verse 1. Where he says here, I would not have you, the point he's saying here concerning spiritual gifts is that I would not have you ignorant of them. Now this is a letter that has been written to the church at Corinth, but if the church at Corinth over 2,000 years ago shouldn't be ignorant of spiritual gifts, then the church in Kerrville shouldn't be ignorant of spiritual gifts either. Someone shout amen. I'm going to say it again. Maybe I'll get a better amen. If the church at Corinth shouldn't have been ignorant of spiritual gifts, then the church at Gates shouldn't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. Amen? Amen. We should not be ignorant of what spiritual gifts are and how spiritual gifts operate. And what I'm going to do is tonight is I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about what 
is not being said here. Sometimes we need to shut down what we think is being said and let's, let's cut to the chase and get to what's really being said. And so just kind of follow with me as we go through this. Um, In verse 2 here, so in verse 1, we don't want to be ignorant. And in verse 2, again, Paul saying this to the church at Corinth, he says, You know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. And one of the things that we have to think about here is that these people in Corinth previously worshipped idols, and in their worship, it motivated a wrong spirit. And, and, I, and I want you to think about this just as an example. Um, if, you, if you worship to the point that all of your focus and attention is on a sports team, Spurs are playing right now. Did you? How many people knew that? Anyway, um, <clears throat> but there's nothing wrong with a sports team. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being involved in sport. I don't care or whatever it is. I use examples that pertain to me. There's nothing wrong with being connected to a a sports team and enjoying that. But if you worship that, what 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 comes back to you? What do you harvest just worshiping and, and, and allowing basketball to be your God? What do, what do you get from that? Not a whole lot and, and frustration, which really, really what happens is you get controlled by something different than when you worship God. Why? Because we were created to worship God. We were, we were created to enjoy things, so it's a good thing to enjoy basketball or whatever it is that you do. It's good to have you know, extracurricular activities and things that you can do and, and have good soulish connection with other things. There's nothing wrong with that. But that, if that's all you did and that became a God to you, I've, I've literally heard of people that have committed suicide when their sports team lost like an NFL championship or, or an NBA championship. I've heard that people committed suicide. You think, oh man, that's really stupid. But you know, it can happen to all of us in different things. You, you know, we may think of a sports team, you think that, that may be crazy. But there's other things that can lead us away, these dumb things that lead us away to be connected to a wrong spirit. What was happening in the church at Corinth is they were, as, as some of these verses say, they were getting up and they were proclaiming that Jesus wasn't real. As it says that he was accursed. They were trying to convince, or people stand up in services and try to convince the Jews, especially that had believed on Jesus, that he was truly the Messiah. They tried to convince them and say that, hey, this is a curse, this is a flake, this is... 
this is a freak job. This is, this is, you know, off. And yet, and yet, there are people that have come in this church in the last 25 years and have led people right out the door by saying that things that we teach from the Bible are not true. I've had people do the very same thing. People that were hungry and had a hunger for the things of God, and they'd be led out of here by people that, were, that didn't believe, but they were trying to make themselves feel better so they get other people to believe what they believe. You know, those kind of things happen. That's why we need to have the gifts of the Spirit in operation in our life. Everybody say the gifts of the Spirit. See, not natural gifts. So I want you to watch this as we go through this and understand several of the things that are being said here. Um, and, and, and I want to make... I want to make that point again. Um, Verse 3, he says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, it's not, I mean, you know, in most cases, people aren't going to just stand up and start, using every four-letter word in the book about Jesus. So it's not the fact that somebody's cursing him, it's somebody that doesn't understand who that he really is. And for us to really believe in the things of God, we've got to believe in the operation of the Spirit of God within us. How many of you, don't, don't, please don't raise your hand when I ask you this question, but how many of you in here have ever either been interested in or just inquisitive about um, psychic powers and people that say they can read certain things, or you called whatever kind of numbers and, and you, you asked some psychic about something, and man, I mean, it's like they hit on all cylinders and they answered all your questions. I mean, I know, I know a, I, I've, I've actually never called, but I got a number of family members that have and, and that believe in, in a lot of other things that give them answers for things that they think that they need other than the Word of God. And the sad thing is, I'm just telling you based on the Spirit, and, and I'm going to show you this as we go through all of these different gifts. The sad thing is, All of those things, this is my interpretation, all of those other different operations are counterfeits to the true spirit of the living God. And you're going to see it over the next few weeks in how we define each of these gifts and what these gifts are for. These gifts are to profit everybody. And see, these gifts or these manifestations, what they're profiting in our lives are spiritual truths, not natural truth. The, 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 the gift that we're talking about tonight is not the gift of knowledge. It's not what the Scripture says. The Scripture that we, did, that we just got through reading as we went over these gifts 
The scripture doesn't call it the gift of knowledge. It talks about the gift of the word of knowledge. See, because many people think that what I need is more knowledge. Well, if more knowledge created spiritual things, then all educated master recipients in, 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 on the planet would be candidates for spiritual things. Then sometimes people can say things like, well, you know, it's the, it's the inspiration that I get from the Word of God. So I've studied the Word and I've studied it front and back and, and, and I, I can quote it backwards and I know everything about it. So that means that I have that gift of knowledge. That's not what it is. It's not the gift of knowledge. I'm going to say it again. It's not the gift of knowledge. It's not even the gift of the knowledge of the Word of God. It's the gift of the Word of knowledge. And, I'm going to, and, and I, want to, I want you to catch that tonight. And, and we're not going to go past this until you really understand this purpose. And I've got, a, I've got a little statement that I'm going to make about this that you need to catch a hold of that will make the difference in everything else we talk about. When we talk about the word of wisdom and we talk about uh, the, the gifts of healing and, 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 and the, the manifestation of, of these different spirits and these spirits in operation as we go through all of these, if you catch what I'm telling you right now, then you'll catch the same thing about each of these gifts. They're not natural gifts. This first gift that we're talking about tonight is not natural knowledge. And it's not even the natural knowledge of the Word of God. It's the, word, it's the gift of the Word of knowledge. Got it? And I'm not talking to you like you're stupid I'm just I'm saying it slowly because we need to get this as I as I'm as I'm speaking this to you man it's stirring things up in me that you know almost can't wait to get through this I want to hurry it along come on hurry up get to the next one so just close your eyes just for a second everybody just close your eyes Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for your word and that your word is true and that your word is alive. I thank you, Lord, for wisdom and revelation and understanding that comes to each and every person tonight as I deliver these next few points that you've given me to deliver tonight concerning these different gifts that are of you. We bless you, we thank you, we receive it tonight, and everybody said amen, amen. and amen. So, verse 4, <clears throat> there are diversities of gifts, but there's just one spirit. There are differences of ministries, everybody has differences of ministries and things that they do. But there's only one Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all and is in all. 
And here's the thing. He's not talking about three or four different things in in, in verse 4, 5, and 6. What he's talking about is the the differences that are in us. Hmm? Brian's got differences, different operations of things in his life than Sandra has in her life. And that Preston has, or that Tia has, or that Dale or Isabel are all the way across, all the way through here. Everybody's different. Different ministries. There's different administrations of, of ministry. There's, there's different personalities like we talked about in the last two or three weeks. And, and so because there's differences, what we've got to realize is that these gifts are not something that... I just get good at. I used to to view these nine gifts of the Spirit as gifts that were intended to be used in a big public assembly. I'm not saying that that, that that can't be done. But first and foremost, it's something, these gifts are, that's what they are, they're gifts. If I have a gift of a word, if I have the gift of the word of knowledge and operation, and God gives me that gift to give to Dale, well, in a, in a lot of situations, it doesn't necessarily need to be where you can hear what I gave to Dale. Every real personal gift that I've ever given my wife, it's not on public display on Facebook. It's personal. Something between the two of us. When God wants to say something, He wants people that understand these gifts because they understand Him. And He wants you and I to be able to deliver these gifts as He wills. Jesus, we can see, and we'll talk about it in these few weeks ahead, you know, in the different weeks, I'll I'll point out, I'll point out one of them tonight, but we'll point out through the weeks um, that Jesus operated in all nine of these gifts at will. You and I are in a position to be used to deliver all of these gifts as the Lord wills. But if you live your whole life and you only delivered one gift because that's all God gave to you, He only willed it through you one time, one gift to one person, that's all you need to be concerned about. And I think that the church, in my early years of growing up in the church, I think we misrepresented the gifts and what they were really intended for. (laughs) They were... They were words or thoughts from God's vocabulary that he wanted delivered to a specific person. Or sometimes, and we'll see this, how this operates. I'm not saying that there's not times for public, these gifts to be operated to the the public, but, but it's only specific gifts that are that way. And these gifts kind of overlap each other. And so, my intention is to kind of separate them and just bring some definition to these. I'm not giving you the whole, you know, exhaustive revelation and understanding of what these gifts are and how they operate, but I'm giving you things that I've seen work in my own life 
and things that I believe from Scripture that I think will help you to understand in a greater way part of your purpose. What have these last two years been about? What, what, what are the two major things that we've focused on in this body in the last two years? Two great things. Great commission, right? And what else? Great commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul and love your neighbor as you love yourself and to make disciples. And you know what? You really can't effectively do that without being assured that God will help to empower you with thoughts from his vocabulary. See, the thing is, God's not going to give you the whole thing, but he'll give you a little piece of what someone needs. Why would God give you everything to read someone's mail up and down and every little thing that they need? He wouldn't do that. But he'd give you this little box, and there's a little piece to that. And the Lord says, and the Lord said, God said this to me, and I wanted to deliver this to you, and, and I'm telling you this is true. And when you become confident that that was God speaking you to deliver it to someone else, then it'll just cause you to be more confident in anything and everything else you do. Okay. So there's different gifts. There's different administrations, as it says here, or ministries. And, and there are diversities of activities. Or I think the King James says operations. There's a difference of ministries and operation or activities because we're all different. And God knows that, and he knows there are certain things that will flow through you in a different way than they'll flow through me. You know why? Because there's different people that can receive from me versus people that can receive from you. Hello. Right? And that's what we need to know. <clears throat> um. So in verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one so that they can profit. They profit, the people they give it to profit, right? And um, And, and, I, and, and I wrote this in my notes, and I want you to be aware of this. But Paul, wasn't, Paul was making the distinction here that the gifts of the Spirit aren't gifts in the sense that the believer owns and operates the gift whenever he wants to. And I think that's really key because for some people that can almost become intimidating, and it can almost appear as, that, though, as though it's something that is out of their control. It's something that, is, that you're in control of when you know how to hear the voice of God and you know what he is saying to you. So, let's look at verse 8 and just kind of jump into this. 
For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. And to another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, discerning of spirits. And to another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Now, for years, I've seen these different gifts separated in, in different categories. And so, I'm going to give you... Um, kind of the titles of these categories as we, as we look through these. The first three here are the revelation gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. Not a discerning spirit, but the discerning of spirits. So, so what I'm telling you is what, they're not, what they don't say. It doesn't say the, it doesn't say the gift of wisdom or the gift of knowledge or the gift of having a discerning spirit. It's not what it says. It says the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the word of knowledge, and the gift of the discerning of spirits. These are the three revelation gifts. They're the three gifts that reveal something. Then the next three gifts are the three power gifts. The gift of faith, the gift of the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. It's plural. The gifts of healings. Different types or forms of healings that are in operation. Um, and then the last three of the three utterance or inspirational gifts. There are prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues is what the King James says, and the interpretation of tongues, just different kinds of tongues. And, and we'll look at this as we get into these you know, in, in the weeks ahead. But prophecy is speaking as the oracles of God. These Divine tongues are these different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of those tongues. The tongue is no good if somebody speaks out in an unknown tongue and there's no interpretation of that tongue, it's no good because nobody can understand it. The Scripture's real clear about that. So when, so when, when a person speaks out in a tongue that is, that is one of, of these utterance or inspirational gifts, when a person speaks out and there's an interpretation, that's the equivalency of prophecy. So a person can have just the simple prophetic word that they speak out, or because the Bible says so, there can be a tongue and an interpretation of tongue. And again, some of these at different times are meant for the public and for public assembly, but I really believe that God intended for people to learn to practice these things when it's one or two or three people. Because the more it's practiced and developed, then the, then the expectation and confidence arises in you to learn to be open to be used by God to deliver gifts. 
And these gifts are really, really important. They're not important, they're, they're not, you know, connected to you being saved. What they're connected to is you being, you being built up and encouraged and you profiting and other people profiting because of the things that God gives you. Most people are ignorant of these gifts, and so the fact that they're ignorant, they don't know that, that God wants to use them in, the, in that way, so their antennas aren't up to receive from God. You've got to have spiritual antennas inside of you that are open and up to be used by God to deliver something to someone else. Hey, if the world, and, and when I say this, I'm not saying this critically of what other people do, but if the world can counterfeit this, why can't we walk in and operate in the truth of it Amen. and the integrity of the pureness of what God's Word is talking about here? We can't overlook this. It's all through the New Testament, and we see all through the New Testament. I'm going to give you just a number of examples, if I have time here, of, of how these gifts were in operation. So, again, I'm making this point. It is not the gift of knowledge or natural knowledge. It's the gift of the word of knowledge. And I think that that's key to the things that we need to understand. And I'm going to say it like this. The word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. You're taking notes. I'm going to say it like this again. The word, the gift of the word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Ghost of certain facts in the mind of God. Certain facts in the mind of God. Not the whole revelation, but just specific facts that he once delivered. Now, what I'm going to do is I, is I just got about 10 minutes max, and I just want to give you, um, we'll finish this next, uh, next week, and um, I just want to give you actually one really good, I think, example from the Word of the Word of Knowledge, and then I want to give you a good example of of a time when God gave me a word of knowledge that profited myself. And actually, the word of knowledge kept me alive. And, and, and I want to show you, just give you an example of that. Um, and this is, this is just one example. But I want to look at Revelation 1 and verse 10. Revelation 1 and 10. And this is an example in the Bible of a word of knowledge coming to somebody. Um, Revelation 1 and verse 10. And this is the Apostle John who was, who was on the, isle, the island of Patmos. And he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as, a, as of a trumpet saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, 
to Ephesus and Smyrna and Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis and Philadelphia and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of God, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded by the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters." And he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth and with a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was like the sun shining in in strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his his, his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm he who lives and I was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore, amen. And I have the keys of hell and death. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this, the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. There's a lot said there. But the Spirit of God came to John on this island, and he said, write down, write down the description of, of the things going on in these seven churches. And the Spirit of God gave him what was happening in the churches, and he wrote it down, and he delivered it to the churches. How would John know what was going on in those seven churches when he was on the Isle of Patmos? He wouldn't. He didn't tell them everything about the church, but he told them and gave him the nuggets that God had given him that stirred all of those seven churches so that it would begin to profit them. And what does the Scripture say when you read chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation? That's the account of what he got from the Spirit of God, which was words of knowledge about their lives and their churches, and, and he critiqued some things that were going on that were not right. And then he said, to him that overcomes... To, to those who hear the voice of the Spirit and overcome, I will give you this. There was the rewards. And we know by the Spirit of God we're overcomers if we do what we're instructed to do. Well, how much more can you and I, be, can you and I profit if we get things from God and deliver them to someone else? Or we get things from God and we get words of knowledge from God for ourselves. One day I was... I'll just give you this example and I'm going to be done. One day I was in, I was, I was supposed to drive to, um, where was I going? Oh, Burnett. I was leaving here to Burnett, which is about an hour and a half. And I was supposed to leave at 7.30 in the morning. And I woke up that morning and I had this vision. Well, I have three other stories, and or two other stories, and I'll read them next time, that were words of knowledge that came by a vision. Sometimes they, a word of knowledge will come by a vision that you'll have. Sometimes it could come in a dream. Sometimes it could come in an audible voice. That's not the way God speaks in most situations, but he will speak in an audible voice if that's how he needs to get a word of knowledge to people to profit somebody or someone else. So I wake up this morning, this one morning, I'm supposed to drive to Burnett to meet my pastor. 
And I was supposed to leave at 7.30 that morning. And when I woke up, the Spirit of I saw in a vision that I wasn't supposed to leave my house. I mean, I've, I've had this happen maybe a half a dozen times in 37 years. But I woke up that morning and I knew I wasn't supposed to leave my house. I said, don't leave your house. In that vision, I just had this, I had this knowing. I leave my house, my life could be in danger. I just knew it. It was just, in other words, it was, it was a nugget, a thought from God. It was some information from God in the form of a nugget that I was supposed to obey. It was a word of knowledge that came to me. And I fought with it because I needed to see my pastor, and there was no reason why I shouldn't leave, but, but it was overwhelming in me, and I called him. I said, you know what? I can't leave. I, I, I mean, I, I may leave in a little while, but I can't leave right now for some reason. And so at 8 o'clock, I called him, and I said, you know what? Whatever that was, it just lifted. Got my car, I drove, and about, about 9 miles from Burnett, if you drive by there, you'll see a sign. If, you, if you're on 281, there's a sign that says Burnett, nine miles after you pass Marble Falls. And just past that nine-mile sign, every year there's new flowers on the side of the road. And when I, when, by the time I got to that nine-mile sign, I don't know how long I'd been in a line, but I hit that line that was probably a mile or two long that was just stopped. And I was sitting in my car and, and, and the Spirit of God just revealed to me, you would have been right there at that time. And when I got to it, there was a, there was a semi that I could kind of tell the piece of the semi, but there was two more cars involved in that and you couldn't even tell what they were. I read in the newspaper several days later that one was a minivan and there wasn't anything that looked like a minivan. And all the people died. Now what, a lot of times what people say is, well, why didn't God stop that? What's the answer to that? God's not in charge. There it is. That's right. You say, well, what do you mean God's not in charge? No. He put us in charge. And not everybody will listen. And that morning, I listened. He gave me a, word, a supernatural gift of the word of knowledge. I obeyed that word, and it saved my life. People say, ah, you know, you, that wouldn't, that, that's just coincidence or whatever. I know. To this day, I know that that. My life wasn't spared. That wasn't intended for me because I was created to hear the voice of God. It wasn't that my life was spared. It's that God said, how many times does God bring things like that but people are ignorant? Said, what, what, what does the scripture say? Don't be ignorant of spiritual gifts. We need them. There's something, it's something beyond just the natural faith that we have and the natural things of, of spirit life and just the natural knowledge of the Word of God. We need, to be, we need to be able to access, as the Lord wills, 
the profit that comes from the gift of the word of knowledge. Amen? And that's all I can deliver to you tonight because we've got a bunch of kids back there. <laughs> no. So, I laid out just a little bit of groundwork on that. And <clears throat> I want you to understand the benefit of this. And I'm going to come back next time and... In the next teaching on this, I'm going to come back and review this and then end with two or three other examples and a couple of the things that I want to fit into this, and, and I believe it will, it's going to make even more sense. But I'm, I'm whetting your appetite for these gifts. Everybody in here. There's not, you say, well, you know, that's, that, uh, that's not, you know I'm, not, I'm not called to that gift. It's not a calling. It's not a calling. <laughs> it's not a calling. These gifts are not a calling. There's something that belongs to all of us whenever we need them, when he wants us to have them. It's as he wills these to us. Our responsibility is to learn to be aware of how those things come. And that's why I think that's why these things need to be defined. When we talk about, in, you know, in two more lessons, when we talk about the word of wisdom, you'll see that the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge are real close. But the best gift is the word of wisdom. And I'll prove it to you in Scripture. The best gift, and, and, and the 31st verse of 1 Corinthians 12 says, seek the best gifts. And the best gift, the best gift, is the gift of the word of wisdom. So, write all those little things down and we'll, we'll define all that stuff. And we just started, we're going to dig this stuff out. And everybody in here is going to be open to operate in spiritual gifts. Amen. Amen? They're for everybody. And you'll see that. Next time I'll give you two examples where an apostle operated in the gift of the word of knowledge and a layperson operated in the gift of the word of knowledge. You know, it, it's for everybody. And God wants us to operate in those things. Amen?